Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Bird Watchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By Vortex Optics. With the VIP warranty, their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at vortexoptics.com. And Quest Nature Tours, offering expert-led small group tours for bird and nature lovers since 1970. Explore exceptional journeys around the world at questnaturetours.com. And Beautio Books, an independent, family-owned bookstore carrying one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. Beautiobooks.com. Good morning, afternoon or evening. Welcome to our show number 919. We're ranging far and wide today from uh, with a hello from Hawaii, a sweet songbird story from Singapore, a guest from the far northwest, British Columbia, Canada, and opinions from the Oracle of Orleans, Orleans, Cape Cod. I got a dramatic uh, flair, didn't it, when I said that? I'm not sure what happened there, but sounded pretty good. That would be our own Mike O'Connor, of course, for Let's Ask Mike live segment, all on today's Talking Birds show. Oh, and a mystery bird from the U.S. Southwest. And now, it's on to that Hawaii yoo-hoo. It's from Kimberly Mutu with an avian audio postcard. Good morning, it's Kimberly here in Kolani, Oahu, Hawaii. I'm standing alongside a green field under a tree by the ocean to hear the dawn chorus. Take a listen. What you're hearing in the background are red vented bulbos, black crowned night herons, saffron finch, common mina, spotted and zebra doves, common waxbills, red crested cardinals, and Pacific golden plovers. Have a wonderful morning. Bye. Thank you, Kimberly, there in Hawaii with that audio postcard. We love getting audio postcards and hearing them and listening to them. Send us one. Just get your little phone and make a little recording. Uh, anywhere from, I don't know, half a minute to a minute and a half or so. Maybe get some bird sounds in there if you can. And just send it to me, Ray at TalkingBirds.com. That's Ray at TalkingBirds.com. Thanks to our friend Jeff Collins, another great contributor to the show who sent us a link to a Wall Street Journal story headlined, A Skyscraper-Packed City Has Become an Unlikely Oasis for an Endangered Songbird. The city is Singapore, and the bird is the straw-headed bulbul. little sample of it there. So that bird has fallen victim to the illegal pet trade all across Southeast Asia. And so the city-state of Singapore, home to nearly 6 million people, created anti-poaching laws to protect the bird. And Singapore has become a place where, as the story says, the straw-headed bulbul can warble in peace. We'll get a link uh, to that story up on our website. Back here in the U.S., you thought last week's bird was nasty. 
This is our mystery bird and a preview of the contest coming along a little bit later on in the show. Just here to get you ready for that contest. We'll give the signal later and invite you to call in for our mystery bird contest. The bird is a large, handsome raptor of the southwest. It has a dark brown head, neck, back, and chest with rusty brown shoulders and flanks and a large patch of yellow on its face. Our bird kind of famously hunts in twos and threes or more for mammals that the group surrounds or flushes for another to catch or take turns chasing. An interesting sort of behavior, and that's our mystery bird. Prizes include a $15 certificate for Beautio Books, home of one of the largest selections of birding books in the world, and a month's supply of delicious Mary's Gone Crackers, supersede crackers for big boxes. If we have time for our bonus question, we'll have a feather-friendly window crash prevention kit to give away here on our Mystery Bird Contest. And don't forget, all of our uh, winners, uh, since we started doing this uh, at the beginning of the year or just before that, I think, will be entered into a random drawing. And on February 12th, our closest to Valentine's Day show, we'll be giving away a beautiful pair of Vortex Optics Vortex Viper 8x42 binoculars. That'll be on our February 12th show. So if you're a winner on our Mystery Bird Contest between now and then, you could uh, win that really very special extra prize. So we've been mentioning Cornell Lab, and they have that terrific list of birding festivals. And we've created a link to it to make it very easy to find. You can find it under that Get Involved tab at TalkingBirds.com. And we picked out another one here to highlight. If you're anywhere, I guess, on the East Coast or Atlantic uh, Coast area, it's the first ever Hammock Coast Birding Festival in South Carolina. It's February 10th through the 12th. Features all kinds of field trips and tours around that very birdie Hammock Coast. And a keynote address by our friend from here in Boston, the world-renowned naturalist and lecturer and ecotourism guide and author Peter Alden. That's the first-ever Hammock Coast Birding Festival. Here's our weekly salute to Talking Birds ambassadors helping us get the word out about the show and about birds and conservation. And we're back to the Carolinas here. Thank you to Kira Bartow from Fuquay, Verena, North Carolina. Thank you, Kira, for becoming a Talking Birds ambassador. A new ambassador we saluted last week is Jason Wayne from East Palestine, Ohio. And Jason sent us a note telling us that he's become a local coordinator for National Audubon Citizen Science Project called Climate Watch. And we talked about that project here on the show uh, I mean, last week or the week before, and we have a link to it on our Facebook page. Jason suggested we include that project in the citizen science section of our website, and we have done that. So that's easy to find at TalkingBirds.com. And thank you, Jason. Talking Birds listeners, we hope you'll consider becoming a Talking Birds ambassador here in the new year. Help us get the word out about birds and the importance of conservation. Really easy to sign up for. Just go to TalkingBirds.com and click on the Get Involved tab up at the top of the page there. 
Still to come today, we'll get a live update on several bird stories from British Columbia, Canada. Also today, Mike O'Connor will join us for a Let's Ask Mike live segment about the angel wing syndrome. Sounds good, but it isn't. And up next, a featured feathered friend that has landed in a most unexpected place is presented by Birdwatching Magazine. For more than a quarter century, Birdwatching has been North America's premier magazine about wild birds and birding. In a couple of minutes, we'll talk with the man we call our British Columbia correspondent. That's Trevor Fletcher, who supplies us with lots of interesting bird-related stories from Western Canada. One of those stories today will concern the surprise visit there of a thrush family member called the Field Fair. And in that connection, we thought we'd make that bird today's featured feathered friend. The Field Fair looks a bit like a juvenile American robin, a bird to which it's related with a gray crown, neck and rump, a plain brown back, dark wings and tail, and heavily spotted breast and flanks. The female is a bit browner than the male. The breast has a reddish wash, and the underparts are white. Like their American robin relative, they feed on berries as well as insects and worms. Vagrant field fairs that make it to eastern North America have been found joining up with flocks of American robins, likely because of their similar feeding and socialization habits. Field fairs breed in open woodland areas of northern Europe and Asia, and rarely in Great Britain. They're heavily migratory and winter mostly in southern Europe, North Africa, and the Middle East. It's Turtus pilaris, the field fair. Today's Talkin' Birds featured feathered friend. Welcome again to our show number 919, and that web address again, if you'd like to pay a visit there, which we always invite you to do with some cool stuff to see and hear, is TalkinBirds.com with no G in Talkin'. Well, one of our great listener contributors we mentioned a few minutes ago is Trevor Fletcher. He's up there in Kelowna, British Columbia, Canada. He sent us so many Great stories over the past, I don't know, a couple of years, I think, uh, at this point. And he is joining us live right now from Kelowna, British Columbia. Good morning, Trevor. Morning, Ray. It's pretty cold up there, isn't it? I think uh, you, what have you got, nine below zero this morning? Yeah, little... we had a, a, okay. a cold air. Uh, yeah, it's cold here. Cold air's blown in. So you've <laughs> sent us some interesting stories quite recently. One about a great horned owl turning some skiers into scaredy cats up there. Uh, another one about a crow that's taken residence at uh, Vancouver <laughs> International Airport, uh, kind of uh, replicating the Tom Hanks character in Terminal. What's going on with those? Are those birds uh, still around? Well, I can tell you about the, uh, I'll tell you about the, the crow there that moved into the Vancouver International Airport. Mm-hmm. Uh, they named that crow Moira. Believe it or not, after a character on a Canadian sitcom who has a fantasy about mutant crows. (laughs) So only in Canada, Ray. Somebody's also set up a Twitter account for the bird. And so uh, since moving into the airport, it's been stealing food from uh, travelers all the time. Uh, They even had to cover over the totem poles and the artwork Mm. for obvious reasons, bird Mm -hmm. poop. 
And uh, they've set up a sign reminding travelers not to feed the crow. So unfortunately, this bird Moira has not departed yet from the airport. And they've even asked people if uh, when they're passing through, if they are, uh, to notify the operations center. And they said they want people to do that because crows are hard to catch and mm-hmm. because they're very smart. Mm-hmm. So the crows living happily in the Vancouver International Airport. All right, trying to catch Moira, but uh, she is uh, still prevailing. So the great horned owl, they had to close a ski slope, I guess, right? Because this owl was uh, going after skiers on their on their nighttime skiing jaunts, right? Yeah, so I was under the understanding that, that it was joggers, Ray, that they were attacking. Oh, joggers. Not yeah, and this was happening in Vancouver Island mm-hmm. uh, in Victoria. And the, the fellow that got attacked, his name is Dan Barton. He was jogging early in the morning hours, and a, a great horned owl attacked him. And uh, not only him, but there was another jogger behind him that the owl went and attacked and stole his hat. Now, uh, <laughs> it's interesting. This happened before, back in 2013. A jogger was attacked, and she had her hat stolen as well. Anyways, uh, what they found is that this was uh, this great horned owl was one of a pair of nesting owls, or at least getting ready to nest, mm-hmm. that were doing the attacking. But uh, so far, no more attacks have been reported. All right, good to know. But uh, you have some good news about bald eagles, right, in terms of uh, population uh, advances there. Yeah, you bet. This is great news for the bald eagles uh, here in the North Okanagan. Numbers are up, and they appear to be doing well uh, according to the region's annual count that was done on January the 15th. So 206 eagles were spotted compared to last year's count mm-hmm. of 128 bald eagles. Wow. And uh, what was interesting about this count, Ray, was that it was done uh, when there was quite a bit of fog and it made for poor visibility. Mm-hmm. So there may have been more bald eagles than the 206 that were seen. But, you know, all in all, it was great news for the eagles here in the North Okanagan. Yes, indeed. That's wonderful to hear. Of course, bald eagles have made a tremendous comeback ever since the elimination of DDT in North America, at least. And we hear a lot about them being affected by lead poisoning now. But I can yeah. see that uh, there they're certainly doing well. Well, the other thing I just wanted to ask you about, the bird that we just uh, featured a couple of minutes ago, uh, Trevor, the field fair, and shown up in your area. This is, is it the not, not the first time ever, but one of the very few times, right? Yeah, it's a very rare sighting here in Kelowna. It has been spotted in eastern Canada in, in the Maritimes previously. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I don't remember the last time it was it was uh, spotted here. So we've had three confirmed uh, sightings at Munson Pond here in town. That's a nice little birding area that uh, people like to go to. And so I guess this bird may have been blown off course during migration. I, I, I believe it comes from northern Europe somewhere. So, again, exciting times for British Columbia birders. Uh, unfortunately, it hasn't been seen lately. Uh, I went out uh, yesterday to have a look myself, but... Uh, Nothing. So uh, let's hope it shows up again because it, it's caused quite a stir in the birding world here. I, I guess it has. Yeah, I think uh, Northern Europe and 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 Eurasia, uh, Northern Asia as well, and uh, okay. migrates uh, way way south of, of there in in the in the winter time. But somehow it's found its way to your area there, Kelowna. British, and we're happy to British welcome Columbia. It. Well, I'm, I'm, that's nice Nice to hear. Well, Trevor, thank you so much. We'll be looking forward to uh, more stories for, from you, and I know you'll be 
uh, sending them to us. And if you go to the Vancouver International Airport anytime soon, uh, watch your step there. (laughs) Thank you, Ray. (laughs) Trevor Fletcher joining us this morning. And up next here, it's our Mystery Bird Contest in just one minute. The flutter of a tail feather. The flash of a wing bar in mid-flight. You don't always have a lot of time to identify a bird in nature, let alone to appreciate its beauty. But with Vortex Optics, you'll have the power to bring every wild moment closer. When you choose Vortex, you're choosing to have a partner in the field as passionate about nature as you are. Whether you're spotting old friends on the backyard feeder or packing for a -a once-in-a-lifetime trip to add a few species to your life list, Vortex offers a full range of optics and optics accessories for every birder and every budget. And whether the birds are taking you to another state or another country, you're always covered by the Vortex VIP warranty, an unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. If you'd like to learn more or if you need help choosing your next optic, Give Vortex a call at 1-800-4-VORTEX or visit vortexoptics.com. There it is, that pretty nasty, scary sounding bird. That is our mystery bird, and this is our mystery bird contest. The number to call is 781-837-4900. We urge you to call as soon as you possibly can, so we'll have time. 781-837-4900. Remember, even if you don't get the exactly correct answer, you could still win because we always do a drawing if no one gets the right answer, so we try to get a winner every week. So give us your definitive answer or take your guess. Either way could be very productive. 781-837-4900 is the number to call. Prizes include a $15 gift certificate for Beautio Books, home of one of the largest selections of birding books in the world, and a month's supply of Mary's Gone Crackers delicious super seed crackers. Our mystery bird is a large, handsome raptor of the Southwest. It has a dark brown head, neck, back, and chest, with rusty brown shoulders and flanks and a large patch of yellow on its face. Our bird famously hunts in twos and threes or more for mammals that the group members surround or flush for another to catch or take turns chasing. I've always said this is, if I was designing a raptor, this is this is the bird that it would come out to. It's just a spectacular looking bird. And that is our mystery bird, 781-837-4900. A couple of reminders in connection with that, and one is that uh, every once in a while we get a call on our mystery bird contest from folks who say they usually listen on our website or on a podcast, but then call in live and uh, listen live to take part in the contest. So the reminder is that if you aren't hearing the show live and would like to do so, you can just do it by going to TalkingBirds.com and clicking on the Listen button. You'll see how you can listen live online wherever you are with just an Internet connection. And our live broadcast is on Sunday mornings from 9.30 to 10 Eastern. And something we started a few weeks ago and continuing into the first week of February is that every Mystery Bird Contest winner now will be entered into a drawing for a beautiful prize from our friends at Vortex Optics, an 8x10 Vortex Viper binocular. 
or pair of binoculars if you prefer. We'll show some love to the randomly chosen winner on our closest to Valentine's Day show on February 12th on our Mystery Bird Contest. So that's how that goes. 781-837-4900 is the number to call. And we'll get to some calls here coming right up after we check in with Mike O'Connor. It's Let's Ask Mike live in just one minute. Beautio Books carries one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. New, used, and rare books covering everything from backyard birding to general ornithology. From field guides to photography skills, biography, fiction, and humor. You'll find it all along with the knowledgeable customer service you've been looking for in one convenient place. Beautyobooks.com. B-U-T-E-O. Beautyobooks.com. Quest Nature Tours has offered exceptional tours for bird and nature lovers since 1970. In 2023, join us in search of colorful bird life and jaguars in Brazil or on our brand new Zambia Safari. See amazing wildlife and explore habitats with travel companions who truly enjoy nature. Talkin' Birds listeners receive a $150 credit towards their first tour. Visit questnaturetours.com today. Birds and much more, guaranteed. Michael Connor is back from his trip down to the Mid-Atlantic, down there at the famous Bird Watchers General Store at Orleans, Cape Cod, and he joins us live right now. Good morning, Mike. Oracle of Orleans, I heard that title. You like that one? You're going to probably insist on that, I suppose, from now on. There, <laughs> That's right. I'm, do I get paid more? Uh, same, same, same pay. Yeah, no reduction. No reduction <laughs> at all in that. Oh, you wanted more. Okay, we'll, we'll double it. How's that? That sounds good. Two times zero. Like okay. Um, well, listen, Mike, I wanted to thank you for sending that uh, photograph of a mallard. I know you're kind of famous for taking photos of rare birds, so uh, I wasn't surprised <laughs> that you right. captured that one. I was to find mallards, but I, I was lucky enough to see one. Yeah. Well, you did see one with something unusual, not, not in a good way, a thing called angel wing that uh, can easily be prevented uh, by not doing anything, right? We don't know that. But, yeah, angel wing is, instead of, when you see a duck and, and, and it has its wings out, and then they, they land or they land on the water, mm-hmm. they fold their wings flat against their body. So you can't even tell there's wings. It's just one unit. Mm-hmm. Well, angel wings is where the, the wings are deformed, and they stick out, stick out sideways like you, you would put your arms mm-hmm. out, like you're pretending to be a plane or something. And they don't fold. And the birds have trouble flying. And it, it's... And, and what causes it seems to be a mystery. You know, initial knee-jerk reaction is because they always seem to pop, pop up at public parks mm-hmm. where people feed birds bread. And so it's thought uh-huh. that the, the bread is an issue. Um, but they're not really sure. And it could be a thing where um, the parks just keep these defective birds alive. Mm. Um, but but they, they, they don't really know. But feeding birds at a public park, uh, feeding ducks at a public park, it still isn't a good thing. I mean, this this mm. park I we went to, it had a lot of nice birds, and I think I talked about it on last week's show, but it had a couple of these deformed birds, and and it's posted, don't feed the wildlife, and people would come down, and they're just empty bags of crappy old white bread mm. that, you know, and you know, when I was a kid, you'd go to a restaurant, and my mother would say, don't fill up on the bread. And that's what these birds would be doing. They'd be filling up mm-hmm. on this nutrition-free white bread, and then they wouldn't have room to eat the, the natural food that they should be eating. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, it's a tricky one because 
a lot of young naturalists get turned on to wildlife by feeding the ducks in the park. Mm-hmm. But I, I think you'd be better off going to maybe a petting zoo or something where the animals are properly taken care of. And, you know, and, and then in people, it, the other problem with feeding birds in a pond is that it, it, they bring in more ducks, more waterfowl than the small pond, the carrying capacity of the small pond. So they outstrip the natural food supply. And also add to pollution to the pond mm-hmm. because more and more birds' droppings fill up the pond and it, and it taints the pond. So even though it seems like a good idea, it's not. I mean, you could, in theory, if you had a small pond on your property or someplace out of the way that wasn't a public place, you could offer birds, say, crack corn, which is more nutritious, mm-hmm. or even even stuff like cabbage and kale, which they eat naturally, and you might get some vegetarians to follow you around, mm-hmm. too, at the same time. But it, how is it different than feeding birds in your backyard? Well, the difference is if you, in a public park, people get sloppy and it's uncontrolled. If you feed birds in your yard and you put out a feeder, you give them what you, you know, nutritionist food. And if there's a situation where you see a bird with conjunctivitis or a, a problem, you take the feeder down and you mm-hmm. do a better job of maintaining it and, and keeping it clean. But this place, it was sloppy. So enjoy mm. uh, the birds in your backyard and don't bring any white bread to the pond. No white bread. I guess that, though you want to feed them natural stuff, but avocado toast wouldn't be on the list. Yet, right? <laughs> I would be there first. Yeah. yeah. All right, Mike, thank you so much for that info. I, I I thought that was really definitively the reason they got Angel Wing, but we don't know for sure. But No, it goes, it goes like everything else, goes back and forth. Yeah. It, it's, it, information is anecdotal at this point, but um, you know, maybe they would have, these birds would have died if it wasn't for this artificial food, so we, we don't really know mm-hmm. but, what's going on. But, right. it, it, to be continued on this one, right? All right. Mike O'Connor there at the famous Birdwatchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. Back to the Mystery Bird contest after this. Every Wednesday, Birdwatching Magazine sends an e-newsletter full of information of interest to birdwatchers, including recent news stories about birds, conservation, and science, photography tips, stories about places to go birding, bird ID tips, and much more. Best of all, the newsletter is free. Sign up today at birdwatchingdaily.com slash newsletter. Our mean and nasty-sounding mystery bird, 781-837-4900 is the number to call to tell us what you think it might be. And Annette, somewhere in the great state of Vermont, has an idea. Hello, Annette. Hello. In Vermont. I, you, I, I'm embarrassed to say... Can you hear me? I've, I can hear you just fine. I was just going to say I'm embarrassed to say I've forgotten the nickname of Vermont. Uh, it's the Green Mountain the Green State. Mount, I was thinking New Hampshire, but New Hampshire is the... Uh, what is New Hampshire? The live free, or, live free or Die. Live Free or Die State. But that's a whole other uh, topic, isn't it? Right. We are actually quite white right now. Quite white with snow. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. All right. We're pretty mild down here in the... 40s, I think, today. So, Annette, our mystery bird, you heard the clues and all that. What do you think? I think it's a Harris's hawk. According to my records here, exactly right. Harris's hawk. Great. That is correct. What a spectacular looking bird and that interesting hunting pattern where they group up together to capture prey. Hey, we have time for a a bonus question, I believe. Annette, would you like to uh, give it a try? Sure. This is kind of, you know, it's just kind of a guess, but it's, it's kind of fun to hear about this. Dave Mull is not your typical birder. He's a professional blank or a blank 
birder, as he puts it. He brings binoculars with him when he blanks and doesn't mind putting his blank down to check out a bird. Dave is a professional what? Multiple choice. A, a surveyor. It's like uh, Henry David Thoreau. B, a mountain biker. C, a skateboarder. Or D, a mailman. Who do you think he is there, Dave? Maybe you've heard about him. Huh. I'm thinking maybe the mailman. A mailman could be the thing that is not. Uh, it, it is, or the uh, surveyor not, with yeah. the binoculars. <laughs> Keep going. You're getting closer and closer. I'm getting closer. Um, no, skip, let's see. skip the what mountain. What were the other choices? Uh, the others were mountain biker or skateboarder. Mountain biker or skateboarder? Yeah. The Anyway, the answer is he's a skateboarder, and we'll talk more about him next week because he's really interesting. <laughs> okay. Plus, we're out of time for this morning, but you've won those uh, beautiful prizes. So stay well, on the line. Thank you so Annette. much. I'm a librarian, and I am very excited about the beauty of books. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Thank, thank you, Annette. <laughs> Harris's thank Hawk you. was the mystery bird. We're out of time. We'll see you next week. The bird show. I like that. I love it. Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Birdwatchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. By Vortex Optics. With the VIP warranty, their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at vortexoptics.com. And Quest Nature Tours, offering expert led small group tours for bird and nature lovers since 1970. Explore exceptional journeys around the world at questnaturetours.com. And Beautio Books, an independent, family-owned bookstore carrying one of the largest selections of birding books in the world. Beautiobooks.com.